volunteer and help Syrian refugees like that. Just remember, that inspiration is contagious. Peace and thank you. Peace to everybody. Around the planet and right next door.
Ah, what a peaceful way to start the show. Hi, everybody. This is Global Val. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on mutinyradio.fm. We're here in the Mission District of San Francisco, 21st and Florida Streets, right at the corner. Come down and join us sometime. It's funky. It's fun. Um, we try to keep it fresh and uh, see what's happening. And uh, we've been off for a couple weeks. You know, it was Thanksgiving and, and uh, yeah, we took two weeks off, but we are back, back in action in December here. And Diamond Dave is back and we've got a lot to talk to him about because he's been recently in Washington, D.C. Uh, with the Lakota and the Rainbow family, the alliance there trying to uh, demand clemency for Leonard Peltier, um, Native American brother who's been in prison for over 40 years uh, after being a, a convicted of killing two FBI agents in the 70s uh, on uh, shaky evidence, we should say. Um, so, Dave, welcome back. Good to see you, my friend. Well, that's 40, uh, 40 years in prison. It's time that Obama, in his last days, he's got another year to do it. Uh, but we wanted to plant those seeds to let the man walk free, um, to walk free. And not have to die in prison. He's in this uh, maximum security penitentiary. I hadn't even heard of that in Florida. And uh, so we'll be talking. And also, we want to dedicate that. I want to dedicate the Ravel. Uh, let's dedicate, uh, with your agreement, dedicate this show to two brothers who are right out there on the same page we are in many ways. I'm talking about John Lennon. And I have here, in fact, uh, I have here, in fact, uh, my son Ubi with his, uh, John Lennon, who was, who was shot dead in front of the Dakota uh, departments uh, a couple of days ago and many years ago, but still alive in our hearts. He's got his version of Imagine. Let's open up with that. And then John Trudell, Native American, poet, musician, spiritual person. He had a show which, uh, which is kind of in the, in the same lineage as us called Radio Free Alcatraz. That's where he started out when he was there in Alcatraz. He was president for a long time, chair of chief of the American Indian Movement, John Trudell. So I want to say rest in peace, I've gone to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp, John Lennon, two Johns, John Trudell. Yeah, and there's a, a quote here from John Trudell uh, that's, that goes like this. I'm just a human being trying to make it in a world that is very rapidly losing its understanding of being human. And if there's a role, if there's a basic theme that we, we have here, a common thread, if you will, it's that uh, we're all human beings. We're all in this together. So, hey, Val, so good to see you. You too, Dave. Happy to have you back. Happy to be back here at Mutiny Radio. We are here. Come down to 21st in Florida and join us. Yeah, we've got a bunch of folks here. You can come and uh, be one of them and uh, bring your friends. If you want to come play some music, read something you've written, uh, tell us about what's going on in the community, in in your world, in our world, and uh, we'll be here. So here we go with Ubi Doobie in his version of Imagine. Above us on the sky Imagine all the people Living for today Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill Imagine all the 
I dedicate that to John Lennon, who opened up all these doors. And imagine we're all about and still about, and uh, that's how he summed up his life. Imagine. And I'm so psyched now to have my son playing that really touching version, his version of Imagine. And now, hey, we got here a guy who used to be a, hey, Val, this brother, uh, yeah, Fred, Fred, yeah, DJ Bravo. We used to be on uh, San Francisco Liberation Radio back in the day. And he's been coming by because he always has a thirst for radio. Is that right? Right. Been on radio for a couple of years since um, Berkeley Liberation Radio, but between DJing, posting, activist audio interviews, it was a big part of my life. And well, welcome back, brother. Few places left to do it, and this is one of the few. But that, that definitely is. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. And he's been, he's been here for a couple of weeks just observing, and today he said I brought some headlines that I'd like to do what I do. So welcome, Rabo. Give us uh, give us what you have to give us. Okay, great. Some quick headlines. I think that microphone, I know that's kind of a weird little uh, mic stand there, but it might be best to, to have it in there as opposed to holding it up. Oh, sorry, don't shake it around. Yeah, because that, that cord is a little bit loose. And if anyone out there is listening and you want to donate to Mutiny Radio, we would love to get some new XLR cables and mic that. stands. <laughs> but That's kind of a, a giant work of art. Look at that. Amazing. But that's good. That's good. good. Just don't touch it. Don't breathe on it, but do it. funky thing so we could do something better than what I've got going on right here I can I just be, I can hear myself yeah I think maybe you should come over and talk into Dave's mic and then he can he can scoot over okay bravo they're early and they're technical okay there we go hey good Dave I'll let you hold on to that. Thanks for bearing with us, folks. All right. How's that? Great. Okay, yeah, as I said, the police have been in the news a lot. If anyone gra grabs the free examiner out here, you hear some gruesome stories about undercover cops in this city that they're trying to arrest. Um, I have a couple of quick news blurbs on that off of IndieBay.org. Um, Berkeley, they've launched a lawsuit to confront police violence at a 2014 Berkeley protest. What happened, it was a protest for justice for Michael Brown, Eric Garner, and other unarmed black people killed by police. And it immediately turned into a police riot that of course initially was um, announced as an activist riot. Um, a lot of stuff going on. The lawsuit is launched against the city of Berkeley, some of the bureaucrats there, the city of Hayward, and some officers looking for justice. And what really hurt them was shooting down projectiles and beating people. Also, a lot of journalists got in it, which isn't the smartest way to keep it out of the fray. And the other thing is announcing that a man named Richard Perkins is the thousandth person killed by U.S. police in 2015. 
So not a good situation. What, sure. what number is that? How? 1,000 in this year, and I'm sure it's probably beyond 1,000 right now. Wow. Richard Perkins, thousands person killed by American police in 2015. Well, shoot. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, the um, one I wanted to spotlight, and I could probably give good bits of news as I go along. I, I've been a housing activist for a long time, and I used to be an organizer in low-income housing here, and I work with people with disabilities and low incomes all over the city of Oakland, so I'm deeply aware of the rootings of this housing crisis that we have here. But what's more in the spotlight is people getting pulled away from their private rent-controlled housing. And what's below it and where the problem started from is Section 8 renters having a lot of problems. I don't know how many people are familiar with what Section 8 is, but those, that's for low-income people who can't pay market rate. They'll pay a third of their rent for a third of the rent, the third of their income for rent, and the federal government will throw in the other two thirds. Um, unfortunately, around the Bay Area, up to a cap of around a thousand dollars. So, a lot of people don't want them because there's stigmas, obviously, against low-income people, people with minorities, people with disabilities, but they're. They also can make a lot of more money off of this property. Um, the problem that's posted here was when Section 8 started, it was people would be placed in a Section 8 housing unit and they would have that unit for as long as they needed and unless they were evicted, which usually wasn't economic. Um, now it's just a voucher because there's no housing. They're just handed a voucher, and if a landlord wants to voluntarily take that voucher hmm. and let them in, then they've got a rental place. But they've got no protections, no guarantees, anything else. So you've got the rent skyrocketing here, and nobody wants to do it. A lot of people getting these vouchers are people who come on disabilities. Maybe they got tossed out of a low-cost residential hotel that got torn down or anything or anything else. So they're running around getting housing, and there's just not much housing there, and everything keeps getting converted. This one is talking about the city of Oakland, which is as bad as the city of San Francisco right now and getting worse. Um, in October, it was reported that 609 residents in Oakland had received the federal Section 8 voucher during 2015, and only 115 of them had managed to find housing in Oakland with their vouchers. Mm. And it's even worse than that, because people that are in the housing, a lot of people that are working with are just being announced that they're terminated, because there's no, there's no renter rights on that, too. So where the federal government's just backed this thing up, to where the person gets it, they don't even have a housing unit. They have a, they have a right to run around the country and see if somebody can take this. So there you go, a drop down to homelessness. Santa Monica, the same thing's going on. San Francisco, in other words, the higher the cost of living, 
the less useful these vouchers are. So another way to run low-income low people out to some remote place somewhere else where they can't even, you know, be around an urban core. Right. Or, or and have, you know, perhaps even fewer uh, employment opportunities or they're being uprooted from a community that they've been in for a long time. Um, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's interesting uh, twist, right? Like you also said. all there, um, a lot of people are in disabilities, really sick. Um, so their whole medical structure gets uprooted. Right. It gets uprooted and they have to find it wherever they find housing, if it's even out there, or if they can even access it. I can see without theme, that city, in the city, on the planet, and in the street, this is something else say, Val, that we, we, we will be covering on a weekly basis as it evolves as we come out of the holidays. And why I'm thinking that uh, our friend Aaron Peskin was reelected to the Board of Supervisors after a number of years, saying he had to come back about this housing crisis. So I'm going to do my best. We know each other quite well as to be able to do an interview with him to see what the Board of Supervisors don't uh, act, act locally, think low, think globally, uh, think regionally, and what our Board of Supervisors could do about it. And maybe he could take some questions and some, um, take, uh, take some questions and we can reconnect with Aaron Peskin. Yeah, one quick got sworn in on Tuesday. One quick note about Peskin. He, um, in the year that he's been looking for this seat again, he's been working a lot with the activist groups around housing, and a lot of us groups like Eviction Free San Francisco are fighting these things, not just in the courts but in the streets, fighting back to the landlords, putting out as much pressure on them as they're putting on the residents, and he's been able to broker a couple of deals where the landlords getting rid of the tenants because they're getting out of housing and selling the building but there's a thing called a land trust that we're trying to get more funding to where if they use this right that the city would have first right of refusal to buy the building and then keep it as low-income housing and, uh, rather than go to the market and one of the first places they bought in fact I happen to be walking on the street and say come to our celebration it was uh, the Pigeon Palace, which is just on, uh, I, which is on Folsom, just above toward on the other side of Twenty Fourth Street. That it's, uh, I believe that's the first land trust, uh, the first land trust uh, property, um, uh, which you know, which which is going to be. Uh, they worked out a deal with the tenants. I'm talking about uh, um, our brother uh, who does Blow San Francisco, uh, Carlson. Oh, I'll see you in a moment. He's one of those living there. A bunch of activists living there. And so, that, so hey, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here, and now volunteering to give us these stories. But also, to, if you want to take it farther, anybody you'd like to bring in at this hour between three and four, I like to use for these conversations to continue to converse, uh, uh, because uh, this is part of what we do, isn't it, Bell? Is that where we go from here? We know that we got six members of the board of supervisors are up, and uh, lift your uh, lift your microphone, Dave. Six members of the board of supervisors. Hold, you got it. You got it. I'm sorry. I know it's a little technical here, but hold 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 it in, will you? Will you? Uh, which, uh, there you go. Thank you. Which, uh, two uh, two uh, six members of the board of supervisors up, including some of the progressives who have voted for with the people. I'm talking about John Avalos. I'm talking about David Campos. Are are, are termed out, so uh, they can't run again. So we need a couple more progressives if we're going to do our best, which seems is to keep a progressive majority. And also people who know what's going on, 
and this is one of the, one of the raison d'être. Is that how you say it, Val? Raison d'être. Raison d'être. Raison d'être. Where the show <laughs> is to put it out there. So welcome aboard, uh, Fred, and whatever you can do to help make this happen. Great. I'm not only glad to be back on radio, but something that's inclusive and collective and artistic. There's not that much of it. It's all priced out. So I'm glad Fuck to be yeah. here. Well, we're happy to be here. Thank you for coming to be a part of it. This, this is what keeps us going. In fact, speaking of artistic, we've got my brother, our brother Bloodflower, who's sitting at the piano, who's going to take us live and do a prologue to the show. Hey, Bloodflower, take it away, bro. Thank you. 
lovely. Thank you. Thank you for playing. So good to see you. I was wondering with this time off with everybody remember we're going to go live today and in fact they did. Hey Richard, so good you're here. Yeah, hey, and Jack. Rainbow's here too. Rainbow. Everybody's coming through. Very cool. This Welcome is... back everybody. Happy and December. So I mentioned John Trudell, past John Trudell, poet, spiritual leader, activist, radio free Alcatraz when he was a very young man. Uh, but he's gone to the sky the spirit world, the other side of the camp. And I found a radio show he did back then, and I thought, in honor of Trudell, let's play, we'll play the first 15 minutes, and then I'll bring Richard in here, because he's got a poem of John Trudell. So take it away, Val. All right, here we go. John Trudell on what it means to be a human. I think it's going to work out. Da, da, da. Spouse dies. This is Well, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, of course. We've got a little technical difficulties. Imagine that. Um, but we, we know how to work with that. Um, it just takes a little patience. And uh, Lord knows we've got a lot of that around here. So uh, so let's see. Yeah, Dave, why don't you... Uh, I'll try to figure out why, why it's not playing, even though it says it is. Uh, do you have my CD or is that blue No, I don't... Okay. Go ahead, Dave. Well, one of the great things of having a collective is that we always jump in and rearrange and uh, by the seat of our pants, because that's what we roll around here. We Do we plan it on the planet to a degree? But we also leave the flexibility to uh, to pull it all together when, uh, when all is said and done, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and we're doing more together than any of us can do on our own. So, hey... Uh, John Trudell, we're going to try to find some words of his. Yes, uh, I'm really kind of disappointed because I save these things all online because I don't have, a, I don't do the internet outside my house, and uh, every one of the poems that I was going to possibly read, I can't pull up. Is that why? Is that because we're not online here? Well, I don't do uh, what you call it. Uh, what do you call that? For the internet offline. When you're outside, what is that? Wi-Fi. Yeah. You know, you can tell. Uh, okay, well, we have Wi-Fi here, but you maybe get. Well, what well, do you have? What I do have is the poem that I wrote, and also there is uh, one that did actually come up, uh, Joy Harjo. I don't know if you know Joy Harjo. Uh, Could it be? Of course I know Joy Harjo. Uh, well, I from New Mexico. Yes. Joy Harjo from New well, Mexico. I, I will read something. Laguna Pablo. Joy uh, Harjo is perfect. Uh, read uh, some Joy Harjo. Well, I'll read mine, and then I'll read Joy. And Joy's is kind of long, so I hope that... Alright, uh, I was at the mission last night and uh, the word had finally spread around that uh, John had passed. A lot of people still hadn't known. And uh, there's talk of maybe doing something for him in the mission at some point. I hope so. 
has no place to hide in his words. That's what makes him so dangerous. There is a man of love and compassion for the human spirit. Being Santi and his mother from Mexico does not break the bond that he has for his people or for the rest of humanity. It is the diseased of humanity that breaks that bond, that circle, that hoop, that succumbs to the lie that when broken makes us sick. The great lie that the Usan Empire and all its ilk spread Democracy is the lie they tell themselves and regurgitate it back to the world. There is a man who is a wolf with all his qualities as trickster investigator who says sometimes you have to let the angel of sin in and warns us that it's Cupid that's armed. There is a man who says, see the woman, she survives all that man has done. He did not forget Crazy Horse in the words, one earth, one mother. One does not sell the earth that the people walk upon. There is a man, a man of intelligence, heart, and soul. An eloquent man who, through all his triumphs and tragedies, still keeps his humanity. Who never forgets and will never get over certain things, because some things are just too big to ever forget or get over. There is a man who is our father, uncle, brother, cousin, and someone we should always befriend when needed. He is John Trudell, not a god, but a truth-teller, prophet, the people's philosopher and friend to humanity. Good to see you, Richard. Thanks for reading that. So how did, how did you get turned on to John Trudell? 1969, when he was uh, the spokesman for um, Alcatraz. Uh, and I was always um, supportive of the Native community, so John was always playing a big part of that. And when his wife and uh, preg pregnant wife and three children and mother-in-law were murdered, John did go crazy, but he came back stronger, I think, as a human being. And that's what gave us John Trudell that we really, uh, well, just all those as aspects of John that bring us great joy, but um, that, that he was able to uh, gain his sanity, even though he said sometimes he was crazy. I never believed it for a second. Uh, well, crazy is a good thing in the Sufi tradition, yeah. in the native tradition, and in any indigenous tradition. Crazy means that you're thinking for yourself, you're a truly independent and autonomous human being, uh, understanding yeah. that uh, yeah. uh, he was one of those who would say, declare independence, acknowledge our interdependence. We're all in this together. That's right. Yeah. And get some I was, yeah. I, mean, I, I was. Um, um, so to finish up, um, I, ha I had met him a few times. And he was also in the longest walk in 1978. Uh, we have we uh, were able to have him in that. Of course, we were young and didn't know his name was Trudell, and we had him down as Trudeau. Uh, I was able to finally catch up with him and give him uh, 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 the, the copy of that. Anyway, uh, did you want to ask me first, or? We do have some Trudels, so we're going to play that because it, it's, the, it's the one thing now that, that is working. Um, sorry to, to interrupt you there, Richard, but uh, we're just working through, the, working through it here. Here's John Trudell. John Trudell is a poet, musician, 
and an advocate for Native American rights. He did not set out to be a writer. His poetic gift developed out of the remarkable, sometimes horrifying circumstances of his life. Trudell grew up on and around the Santa Sioux Reservation near Omaha, Nebraska. In 1969, he participated in the Indians of All Tribes occupation of Alcatraz. From 1973 to 1979, he served as national chairman of AIM, the American Indian Movement. The government response to AIM was swift, Trudell said. They waged war against us. They hunted us down. They killed, jailed, destroyed us by any means necessary. In 1979, that war took a terrible personal toll on John Trudell. On February 11, he led a march to the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. Approximately 12 hours later, in the early morning hours, a fire of suspicious origin burned down Trudell's home on the Shoshone Paiute Reservation in Nevada, killing his wife Tina, their three children, and Tina's mother. Devastated by the loss of his family, Trudell withdrew from the world. Writing words became his way to keep some sanity and continue to survive. Trudell returned as musician, poet, and highly sought-after public speaker. You are about to hear the first half hour of a talk he gave in March 2001 in San Francisco. The hall was filled to capacity. Trudell took the stage with a thin folder of his poems under his arm. He began with a disclaimer of sorts, leading into a free association of thoughts about earth and sun, ancient wisdom, and modern intelligence, and what it means to be a human being. Here is John Trudell. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll try to be coherent. <laughs> and I don't know exactly where we're going, but wherever it is, <laughs> we'll be okay. But if I say anything that you don't agree with, that's just really what it is, right? <laughs> Because I really am crazy, right? <laughs> really. I flew with the eagles until I fell from the nest. I ran with the wolves, then got lost from the pack. Slowly I go crazy every day. Some days run faster than others. I never strayed into heaven. It was hard getting past hell. I traveled through and beyond the death and birth of man. I am Iktomi. Imagine running out of imagine, mistaking authority for power, weaving life's free spirit into patterns of control. I heard all that was said. Until now, I hear nothing at all the edge between twilight and dark. The great lie lurks. Prostitution of soul, anyone can do it or not. I went down some roads that stopped me dead in my tracks. I am Iktomi. I've been the mirror to others reflecting selves. I've known love that can't help but love. 
and I've been close to that hurting way of love. I flew with the eagles until I fell from the nest. I ran with the wolves, then got lost from the pack. From the earth, wind cave memories, one with the sky, time of different motions, dog days dreamer, chasing the neon woven into minds. From my place in line, I fell out of order. I've been here, I've been there, I've been anywhere, and I haven't been anywhere, and I'll be back again. I am Iktomi. Imagine running out of imagine, mistaking authority for power, weaving life's free spirit into patterns of control. In the reality of many realities, how we see what we see affects the quality of our reality. We are children of earth and sky, DNA, descendant, now ancestor, human being, physical spirit, bone, flesh, blood as spirit, metal, mineral, water as spirit. We are in time and space, but we're from beyond time and space. The past is part of the present. The future is part of the present. Life and being are interwoven. We are the DNA of Earth, Moon, planets, stars. We are related to the universal. Creator created creation, spirit and intelligence with clarity, being and human as power. We are a part of the memories of evolution. These memories carry knowledge. These memories carry our identity. Beneath race, gender, class, age, beneath citizen, business, state, religion, we are human beings. And these memories are trying to remind us human beings, human beings, it's time to rise up, remember who we are. I think I want to talk a little bit about who we are. Because see, reality is based upon our perception of reality. <laughs> it's what it is. But we really need to understand that. See, and I think one of the objectives in life is to understand. It's not enough to know. <laughs> I know how to turn on the TV, but I can't even begin to understand how it works. So it's not enough to know. So I think one of the purposes that life teaches us is and the further we make it into life, is the more coherency we have left and we will understand. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a reality where I'm surrounded by all these beings that don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they don't know where they are, they don't understand the language that they speak, so there's a general confusion and chaos that just takes place in their reality. It's almost like, you know, the way they make all the little chaos go inside of an internal combustion engine, you know, and all the sparks and all the stuff just flying in it and it makes, it creates an energy that runs something. Well, anyway, it's almost like this is the perceptual reality that is being carried around in the human consciousness. So anyway, who we are, we're human beings. And the DNA of the human being, our bone, flesh, and blood is literally made up of the metals, minerals, and liquids of the earth. We are literally shapes and forms of the earth. That's who we are. 
and we have being. Our being comes from our relationship to the sun and to the universe. Because our relationship to the sun, I mean, let's be, you know, be very clear and clear about this. Without the sun, we would not have life. All right, it's almost like the rays of light that the sun represents and brings to the earth. See, this is the sperm that gives life to the womb that earth is. So our relationship to power and our relationship to the reality of power is connected to that relationship. Anyway, what I see, the human, the being part, the being part of human is being mined <laughs> through the human experience. See, they're mining us. And whoever they are, I don't have the names, but I'll, you know, I'm a, we'll just figure some of that out on our own because, you know, you know, and I'm sure they have names. I'm real sure that they do, but, they don't, but I can't say them to you because I don't, they don't want us to know their names maybe, right? Because what they're doing isn't really, you know, in a way it's like vampirism and a lot of things, but, but anyway, in a mechanical term, we're being mined. And the being part of human is being mined through the logic of the human. All right, and, and uh, the emotions of the human. The being of spirit, the spirit of being, is what is being mined through the logics and emotions of the human in order to run the systems. I mean, this is the purpose of technologic civilization. They call it technologic for a very specific reason. This isn't an accident, okay? <laughs> you know, it truly isn't. But the purpose of the civilization, and so one of the civilizing processes is to erase memories, right, to erase memories, because we have, we have ancestral memory. It's encoded in the DNA, it's a genetic memory. You, you look at how technologic civilization, and everywhere that it goes, the longer it's there, the more isolated the human beings, but they're not called human beings, they're workers and citizens and etc. right, right. But the more isolated they feel, they no longer, you know, maybe they remember their grandparents or their great-grandparents. But see, you've got all that ancestral knowledge that's encoded in the DNA, but it's been cut off. So it can't activate, because if we're not conscious that it's there, then we can't, we, it just makes it difficult. See, this is a memory that, that is very important for them to erase. All right? And it's about who we are. It's memory of identity and self-reality. So anyway, we... Because we, we, are, we come from where we come from, every, every one of us is the descendant of a tribe. Every person in this room is a descendant of a tribe at some point in our ancestral evolution. Common collective genetic memory that's in there, you know, that's encoded, like I say, in the DNA. And for every individual, encoded in our individual DNA, all right, is the experience of our lineage from the very beginning whose whole perceptional reality was what I was just saying. All things have being. We're made up of the earth. All my relations pray to spirits. See, and they didn't pray to man or human form. The, the closest they came to it was they prayed to spirits that were called ancestors. Right? And because they were praying those ancestors for help and guidance, they understood that we were borrowing today from the past and the future. We're borrowing it from both places. So they had, this, they had this understanding of reality, so they knew that to keep the balance was the purpose. To, that was the purpose. The reason for being was to keep the balance. So this was like, you know, we, what I will call a spiritual perception of reality. And so because of the spiritual perception of reality, they understood that life was about responsibility. It wasn't about the abstraction of freedom. It was about responsibility. That life was about responsibility.
So the spiritual perception of reality was based upon that. We were the children of the earth, the earth was our mother. The sky, the sun in the sky, this was our fathers, and, right? But this was, and, and our reality worked for us. We're listening to John Trudell, who's just gone, crossed over to the other side on being human. And uh, Richard here, who was, uh, just read a poem dedicated to John Trudell, and uh, he's going to read us another poem. Well, this is uh, Joy Harjo's uh, tribute to John Trudell. For those who don't know Joy Harjo, she is a great poet. Uh, she's also a great saxophone player. Uh, and, and my brain is on strike today, I think, and I can't remember what nation, but she's native. Anyway, um, on our beloved, me uh, one of our beloved messengers left the world December 8, 2015. In the early hours of the morning, when the dreamers and the teachers walk the earth, speaking to us as we imagine the new day into being. All of us here are essential to the story and the great imagining. They took John with them. It was time. He was ready. He said his goodbyes only for now, because we live in eternity together and was circled by those he loved, his children, people whose lives he shared from his many travels in this world to speak and sing and dream and visions he'd been given to take care of, to share. The continents of young warriors from all over the country, including Hickory Ground and the Ochvok, people from one of the last, call, last calls John answered for justice from the east and other groups from the north, west, and south, arrived to pay respect because he was one of them grown older and wise after paying the terrible terrible cost of human being in a society broken by lies greed and our failures everything has a cost carrying a vision out of such massive tests demands the highest price of profit we are human beings only after all human beings only after all and some visions are relentless to know the images and words, you have to live them, and they will not let you rest. Right. In every reason are given messengers. They rise up to carry a voice for a nation, a people, a time. They emerge through holes from broken history, uh, from bloody ground, stirred by a collective dream field, by a need to rectify the differences between earthy, earthly justice and holy vision. John Trudell was born for the need for someone amongst us to stand and speak from the Santé Sioux, one of the heartbreak of this country, on February 15, 1946. He grew up like other young natives, wandering these lands, fed by water, trees, stones, an education that didn't include them. And in the middle of the age, when natives began gathering together for their tribal fires, around the common need to affirm a mutual presence, as caretakers of our lands, our families, our existence as distant nations in an age of the rise of multinational corporation overlords and to continued loss and theft of our children to the greed carnival. John stood up with his generations of change makers, questioners of evil and warriors for justice. He was there at Alcatraz on the tra trail of broken treaties. He traveled wisely as a wise witness in Indian country and in the aftermath uh, and uh, in the aftermath of the aftermath as people stood for water rights, human rights, the right to be human in a 
time when people are forgetting what it means to be human. We must go beyond the arrogance of human rights, he reminded us. We must go beyond the ignorance of civil rights. We must step into the reality of natural rights because all of the natural world has a right to exist and we are all a small part of it. There can be no trade-off. We need these words more than ever now. He was John Lennon, the son of Crazy Horse Dylan, of the urban res, the re res res, the world res. I am just a human being trying to make it in a world that is rapidly losing its understanding of being human. John knew that art and culture were the ways to raise, up, raise us up. Our creations hold memories so we can know who we are, who we are, and how we are becoming. He said the, uh, that the artists and warriors of the heart are the poets, musicians, rappers, dancers, actors, painters, those who create. He was the original thinker who said, think more, believe less. Believe, belief has the word lie in it. You don't need more leaders. You don't need, what, what we need are thinkers. We need to make peace with the earth. John roused an army of young native spoken word artists and made it okay for the warrior to write poetry. Poetry is the love of man and woman make when we create. A planet together, poetry is a cleansing rain bringing water to a thirsty land. John said poems, they are, they're called poems, but in reality they're lines given me to hang on to, and hang on to them they did. I'll, I'll cut it there. There's a, a little more. But. And that's uh, Joy Harjo? Yes, Joy Harjo. Um, you can pull her up also. She has a few albums out there. If you've never read her poetry, please read her poetry. She's a strong woman, like we need strong women. Well, how do you sp how do you spell her name? Harjo. Uh, Joy Harjo. H a r j o y, h a r j o. And the first time I met her, in the flesh, oddly enough, was at an event. I forget what it was. Uh, the name of it was in Golden Gate Park, and she was playing with her band playing her saxophone, and who happened to be there, and I looked, he was sitting right next to me, right there, but John Fidel. Yeah. And he was uh, he was there to support her. This is at least 10, 15 years ago. It's right there. And I first said, there it is. Yeah. Joy and, and in Golden Gate Park, I was there. And the first time I met John, John, was back in, was it 90 or 91 at the Minnesota Rainbow Gathering. Mm. A rainbow guy named Minnesota Mike, whatever happened to him, I'm not sure, brought him with him up to the gathering. And we sat together in a circle, four or five of us there in the circle overlooking Lake Superior. And so he reached down, what, what's this? And pulled up a, uh, a, uh, a carved piece of stone, which was a skinner, which was a skin that what they used to, to, uh, to, uh, to do hides, to turn them into skin, to turn them into uh, buffalo, buffalo, uh, buffalo blankets. Mm -hmm. And it was just there, and wow. And it was a beautiful piece, and he handed it to John, uh, John Fidel, and he said, this is yours. Now, I, I always su suspected, so I asked the guy, was that a setup? Did you have that? Do you want to give it to Dale and do it this dramatic way? He said, no, I just looked down, and there it was. So the great steward moves, and here be John Fidel. And I believe you found some John Fidel poetry, well, have you? If uh, I'd just like to add one thing. Please. Something he said uh, before he died, so that everybody knows that he knew that all the love that he had received was like a fire in his heart. Wow. 
And I've dedicated where there's... We uh, love you, John Trudell. And Long you live, see, John. And you can see why we're dedicating this show to John, the two Johns, Lennon and Trudell. And, uh, and in that one line you mentioned to her, she mentioned Dylan and, uh, and Lennon. And John Lennon. And he's part of that lineage from that, that part of the country, to quote Dylan. Uh, for, for Dylan, part of the country, we call the Midwest. And, he was, and there was Trudell and Santa Sue up there from that part of the country that they call the Midwest. And it's no accident that here we are. It could be no accident. I mean, it's the great spirit. There are no accidents, as I say. As that Dylan line, you always said there are no accidents, and sometimes I can see it that way, too, that we'd be dedicating not only Joe to, uh, to this show, Val, but I've dedicated the rest of my life to the spirit of John Trudell, and here yeah, he is in his own words. Go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. Um, well, it sort of just went out of my head. You were, oh, Dylan. Uh, you know, uh, when uh, John first came out with his uh, album, uh, um, Dylan let everybody know, that's the man. That's the man who has the intelligence. That's the man who can tell the story. We're on the I'm same page. When I, I'm sort of paraphrasing. But, you know, Dylan wanted everybody to know the importance of, of John Trudell. Oh. And now we know, and we'd be here at Mutiny Radio, we'd be finding that common thread, common thread collective, and that's uh, the kind of thing which we are doing, will be doing, and will continue doing. Is that right, Well, That's right, and here's John Trudell. And here's John Trudell. And, and this is from 2015, and he spoke at Hempstock, and this is, it's called Power is in Your Heartbeat. as we go along, you know, and to, and to really be able to effect. We're in a situation, in a, we're in a dimensional reality now, we're pretty much, you gotta pretty much improvise as we go along, you know, and to, and to really be able to effectively improvise as we go along, we need to be able to do it with re respecting the clarity, respecting our, un, our, our intelligence, you know. We need to be able to do it with clarity because they're fucking with our minds. They're, they're mind-fucking us so that we can't see. We don't know anymore. So everybody's just afraid. That's it. That's reality. Reality is, a, is fear. You know, and everybody's being mind-fucked through that fear. So no, you know, and so everybody's going around reactionary, these be, reactionary behavior patterns that really are the same thing that's going on, but they've convinced themselves they're doing something different. Am I making sense? Yeah. All right. See, so... See, so if there's going to be any real change, right, we got to understand to respect our intelligence. See, and, and we need, it's very important, it's very, very important that we learn how to like ourselves. This is the most important thing of all. Because, see, if you don't like yourself, then what the fuck good you're going to do for the rest of the world when it really comes down, because I don't like myself. No offense, men. But see, as I mean, we need to think, because there's too much muddled going on here that's getting in the way of us having the lives that we, that we are entitled to. And especially with what's coming. See, I'm my generation, I'm of the generation, we're booking, we're going, you know. We, we, we get to go on and do our other, the rest of our stuff. But with what's coming here, it's very important that the next that we need to understand to like ourselves, to respect our intelligence. 
Because we can talk spirituality all we want. We can talk good guy stuff all we want. But if we don't like ourselves, what does it mean? I mean, seriously. Seriously. And now, back to the part about liking ourselves. See, and, I, and to me, don't like ourselves. See, it's, if we're full of fear, doubt, and insecurity, and we just think we're fucked up, you know, then that means we don't like ourselves. But, but what my point is, if you look at, at reality with clarity, somebody put that in our mind. See, well, see, somebody said it to us. Somebody told it to us. We didn't think that up ourselves. Am I making sense? Yes. All right? See, so, so, and it's very important for us to understand that. Somebody that wanted to control us and feed off of us put this fear. See, and the fear starts with, we don't like ourselves because we don't think we're good. However they put it in there, however, however ver whatever version of that virus we carry. But our intelligence is the antibiotic. Anyway, whatever goes on, keep a clear mind. You know, because honey power is very... Power. Power comes from us and how we use a clear mind. Yeah, because I don't know, sometimes I get confused because I am multidimensional sometimes. And, and I am, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy, you know? And, right. and, and I don't trust any of you normal fuckers at all. <laughs> no offense. But <laughs> because you don't understand what power is. Power is in your heartbeat. All right, power is in your heartbeat. Power is in your heartbeat. It sends electrical energy, and your brain transmits electrical energy through what is called thought. That's power. All right? That's power. We are our own power. All right? It is, you know, all the rest of it's whatever it is. All right? But power comes from us. Money is about authority, not power. Politics is about authority. Military is about authority. See, all these religion, it's all about authority. All right, but we've been, but we believe, see, we don't think any, anyway, we've been programmed to believe that these things represent power. But in reality, they represent forms of authority. Power is an entirely different thing. See, but in the, in, in the land of deceit, sleight of mind, and illusion, and delusion, we get confused. Okay. <laughs> we get confused. And that'd be John Trudell. Uh, and here we'd be. Hey, Val, do you see what I'm talking about? I do. That'd be John Trudell. And now we have, maybe you could find, I think it's a good read. He said, people have the power. And I'd like to play, I got, uh, we have um, Thelma, and up there, Thelma's gonna do, Thelma I ran into her at the Revolution Cafe, she was singing, and I said, why don't you come down, and here she is, she's gonna do a poem and a rap, and uh, uh, and our brother, uh, our brother, uh, our brother Bloodflower is gonna play the piano with her rap, and why don't you find, and there's a backstory with this too, why don't you find Patti Smith's, uh, very, uh, her song, People Who Got the Power, it would be a good segue after Thelma. Thelma, are you there? I'm right here, brother. I'm oh, ready. Okay, you're ready. We're ready. Take it away. Here'll be Thelma. Take it away, Thelma.
strategically juggle the oppressors with jabs, always keeping close tabs on our blossoming youth. Let's start a new civilization filled with equality, justice, freedom, unity, but most of all, love, cause love, love, love is your fist arising, knuckles busted from battle, rattles and drums harmonizing inner peace, release of newfound wisdom, discovery of mission, cause juntos, there's no stopping us, there's no stopping us, there's no stopping us. Thank you. Hello, this is Thelma, DJ. Yeah, Thelma. Take it away, brother. Yeah, I got another. <sighs> Don't test me. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I run with renegades, cause I'm hustle grade with tongue twisted straps. I stay shooting at and make sure MCs trying hard to be tough in front of me. Those that tap that leave abusively eternally. So stay out my way. It's danger when I spray. Like pop the magic dragon. I make fire happen. A bitch's paw slapping. A bitch like you and your entire crew. Boo! I stay repping the scope. The only streets I know. Killer Cali homegrown. Go! Go! I'ma vocalize to get right. Who's DC? Yeah, I want some justice. Who's DC? Yeah, we need some justice. As the world turns, yeah, my lessons learned inspire me to rap for my people's peace. And the legendary is the open domain. From my window, man, I can see the world turning and burning like the Bible said. But in my head, I make a resolution. Get up and now with motivation. No more hesitation. Focus, determination. I got me breathing again. It's a money nation. I got to get mines. Should I bust the crime? Well, hey, maybe I one day sell out the corporate legal criminal intent. Be white collar. Fuck nah, this dollar baller will only follow words. Malcolm X hollered by any means, making the smoking greens. Just in love I bring, ah, uh, by any means, making the smoking greens. Just in love I bring, put it on me. Don't test me, don't test me, don't test me, don't test me. My people, my land won't take it and I'ma vocalize to get right. Who's Stacy? Yeah. We need some justice. Who's DC? Yeah, we need some justice. Uh, empty chest, I wanna be free. Empty chest, I empty chest, I wanna be free. The marvelous things that I bring when I sing. Honey Goya in the ring, standing in the spotlight. I'm on a soldier hike, ready to fight till this nation laws get some get right. Oh, yes and blood will be shed. We must unite to fight it. The future for the kids, yes, it's the business. Taxes be bullets to kill while we got tongues to fill. It gives me the chills. Them six kids living by candlelight for a whole month till their home burnt up. Fuck! When, when we face reality, colored folks need some unity, need some unity. When, when we face accountability, colored folks need some unity in the community. Don't test me, don't test me, don't test me, 
Don't test me, my people, my land won't take it and I'ma vocalize to get right. Who's DCI? We need some justice. Who's DCI? We need some justice. Politics are for kids and I'm grown. Face it, I'm not alone. Soon to be overthrown. Who's DCI? We need some justice. Who's DCI? We need some justice. Thank you. Selma, already also known as DJ MC Chesa. My bad, I forgot. I want to invite my friend Jaime Miranda. He's about to do something for you guys. All right. Enjoy. Okay, Jaime Miranda. Of course, aka MC Chesa, La Ruca Rebelde, will be coming out with a CD this summer. Keep your eyes open and ears open. I will be promoting it. Thank you very hey, much for your time. And hey, hey, you too, DJs. You're always welcome back here as part of our Common Thread Collective. Come on through. I believe the Great Spirit has brought us together once again, brought together with somebody who should be here at the Revolution Cafe. Okay, Jaime, take it away, brother. You, it's like an army. With you, we got this army. With pain, so much hurt going involved. Society, no matter what they say, we're all beautiful. Why should we have to mold ourselves to look like this when we could look the way we want to be? Cuando queremos, cuando estamos. Oh. All right. What a great addition to what we are. I want to say, uh, great addition to what we are. I want to bring, uh, bring uh, James on to read his chapter, but before he does, do we have uh, Patty Smith's uh, power, uh, People we, Got the Power? We do. Well, let's play that. Now, I want to say his little introduction to that, that was reminded of it, because I believe the day before yesterday, U2 was playing in Paris, and they brought on the end that band uh, Death Metal, the band that was playing when they when they when oh during the attacks the during eagle the de eagle me death metal eagle death metal and they brought them up Whoa. and what song do they play U2 and eagle death metal together is their first time on stage after being in, uh, playing music and 88, 88 people were uh, gunned down were killed just for being there just to make some kind of statement about what something they had nothing to do with bombing or bombing or whatever they had nothing to do with it. But uh, you two played in Paris, and they said, now we want to bring up to play along with us Death Metal Eagle, Death Metal. And what they played together was Patti Smith's, um, Patti Smith's People Got the Power. So that's, uh, and that's, what, uh, that's what our brother John Fidel was talking about. I believe that's what our sister Th uh, Thelma was talking about. That's what, everybody, that's what we're talking about. Take it away, Patty. And James, get up. You're good. James, get up. And I believe that uh, uh, playing with you will be our brother, our companyist. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about Blood Flower. Take it away, Patty.
Patty Smith, People Have the Power. And of course, recently she came out with her memoir called M Train. Uh, she had a show over here at City Lights Books not too long ago. And Dave has the book. Somebody gave it to him as a present, and he gave it to him as a present. So I know he's also planning to read some more of her memoir as we go along, maybe a little bit in every show. Um, but thank you, Patty Smith, for being an absolute badass. And uh, we might play some more Patty Smith. A little bit later, there's been some other Patty Smith requests. So, again, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here at MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco. We're in the Mission District, 21st in Florida, right at the corner. You should come and join us sometime for a live show. As you can tell, this is a live show. Um, and up next at the microphone, we've got our friend James Conrad, author, um, who, is been, who has been reading episodically from his latest novel Zordo Cleans House and I see that blood flower is hanging out at the piano so gentlemen take it away okay hello folks my name is James Conrad and since there was no uh, broadcast last Friday I just want to try to you know keep everything caught up because this Act two is coming to an end next week. It, uh, next week will be the final uh, reading of Zordo Clean's House in the year 2015, but the series will resume first week of January. So now we come to a pivotal moment in the story in episode 47 of Zordo Clean's House. By the time Zorda was released from San Quentin State Prison, 20-year-old Casey Keene was attending the University of California at Santa Cruz, majoring in information technology. To pay for tuition, he capitalized on his computer literacy by going into business for himself as a Silicon Valley jack-of-all-trades, taking on such jobs as programming, debugging, and web design. During Memorial Day weekend, just after Zordo finished a chemotherapy treatment, Casey took him on a road trip to a rustic resort in Paso Robles with a swimming pool watered from an underground hot spring. A couple hours before the sunrise of their second day, Zordo and Casey went for a swim in the pool. After a few laps, they waded over to the spigot in the middle of the shallow end and each rested under one of the taps, letting the water pressure massage their backs and shoulders as they watched the steam rise from the pool. So what really happened, asked Zordo. I've got to know. Casey took a deep breath. First off, nobody molested me, Greg, he said. Greg made that bullshit up because he figured that, that it would be easier for him to frame you. But why would he want to frame me, asked Zordo, before he leaned back and let the water from the tap wash over his shaven head as his nostrils took a faint odor of sulfur. He thinks he's above the law. He always did. He knew that the jury would find you, would think that you did it before they thought he did it. But what can you, what can you expect from a guy who'd kill his wife to collect on the insurance so he could pay off a gambling debt? So he made you lie, asked Zordo with a silent gasp of astonishment, eyes open wide. Yeah, said Casey, pursing his lips, angry at himself. He said he'd kill me if I didn't do what he told me. Zordo sighed and shook his head. Sick, man. Yeah, said Casey, nodding in despairing agreement. See, the reason why I had that asthma attack on the witness stand was because I felt guilty for lying. I can see that. Did you ever think of telling anybody? Forget about it. He's got connections out the ass. If he didn't kill me, he'd have somebody do it for him. Mm. After a pause, 
Casey said the only solution would be to take him out. All of a sudden, Zordo jolted and began to shake, opening his eyes wide with the astonishment that not only did he not disagree, but knew that killing Greg would probably be the only thing to ease his pain, even if it did not cure the cancer that was putting him to a slow, painful death, little by little. He began to snicker, gritting his teeth and covering his mouth with his hand so he wouldn't wake any of the campers who were sleeping nearby. Casey turned to him. Did I miss something? And now, as promised, episode 48 of Zordo Clean's House. Zordo finished laughing with a sigh. Personally, I'd like to kill that motherfucker myself, he said, his tone sincere, his voice a bitter, sinister whisper. Fuck it. He took time away from me that I ain't ever going to get back, so what do I got to lose? Yeah, I don't blame you, said Casey, lowering his own voice. I know a way to make it look like an accident, too. Casey turned towards Zordo, raising his eyebrows as he pricked his ears with curiosity. Yeah? On my first day back in Quentin, said Zordo, rubbing his aching side, this old guy was talking about how he killed his wife. He used the gas from one of those fireplaces. She went to sleep, and he turned on the gas, let the house fill up for a little while, and when she got up to get a glass of water, she turned on a light and Hmm, said Casey. Now, if you don't mind, whispered Zordo, taking a quick roaming glance around the swimming area. I'd like to do the, the honors myself. Casey turned on a crooked grin. Don't let me stop you, he snickered, and he and Zordo began to laugh some more. Seriously, though, said Casey as he caught his breath. I figure if I helped you, that would make up for what I did. Zordo smiled. Fair enough, I guess. Thank you very much, folks, and tune in next week for episode 49 of Zordo Clean's House, which will be the conclusion of Act 2, and Act 3 will begin in the new year. Thank you very much. Wow. Back to you, Dave and Val. Thank you. Thanks, James Conrad. Thank you, Bloodflower, for playing on piano. I love this. This has been all year long, this this episodic uh, weekly reading of Zordo Clean's House. And this is a book This is uh, that you can you can buy this book. You could, it's for sale on Amazon. James Conrad is the, is the author and reader. Wow. That's, I, one of the amazing things we do around here, it seems, that it's, everything falls into place. It's all amazement. In fact, next, we got Hey Rainbow. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Don't you go out there and let him know. And I'll play oh, yeah. some music. And uh, yeah, in, in, in the meantime, yeah, well, I, I've actually got another Patty Smith song uh, lined up here or queued up rather. Um, this is a song called Blue Poles and uh, this is the blood flower request. And look at Felicia's here. Oh, my gosh. Um, happy Friday, everybody. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective. We are casting that wide net, finding the common thread. And we don't panic, folks. We just keep it organic. So here we go. A little more Patty Smith.
Patty Smith. Awesome. Happy Friday, everybody. Tis the season. Anyhow, back out at the live situation. You can hear it. It's Rainbow and Drift. Hey, Dave. You want to you wanna let Rainbow know live?
See you. 
Sing along if you want, if you don't, it's all right too. Baby, I love you with the love that is true. There's a correlation between pleasure and pain.
baby, I'll love you with a love that's true. But there's a correlation between pleasure and pain. It feels so good, but it hurts so bad. I wake up glad that I retire sad. You know I'll even kiss the earth Thank you so much. Thank you. Light that turns you on. Approaching the solstice, which is exactly that when the days start getting longer again, when after all these dark, 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 dark things getting lighter again, and that will be the light that, the light that, that turns you on. Light is the light that turns you on. So thanks. And we got Felicia has come back from her travels. She's there. Felicia, and we got uh, Max, and we got. Uh, and of course, we got Bloodflower. He's going to be at the piano. Max is going to back her up. He's got a song of his own as well. So, Felicia, we got something going on in between, don't we? Uh? We do. We've got uh, some, oh, yeah, some exactly. Christmas. Howard. Howard's brought a couple of songs in. He's our, our, our guest DJ, uh, Xmas uh, Maestro. So, take it away, Howard. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Val. Uh, every year for about uh, since the turn of the millennium, uh, uh, bike messenger, San Francisco messenger from the uh, 80s and 90s uh, has been in Atlanta and every time this this time of year he puts out a collection of Christmas songs of all different kinds and uh, Val, why don't you uh, introduce the, introduce those. Bike messenger, 1957, bike messenger by day, beatnik by day and night, it was 1957 and I was in seventh having a non-linear dart on the urban, uh, uh, on the urban checkerboard. And then I remember when a punk rock came, the bike messenger band called El Cid. You think I L L S D? Am I right? Yes, yes. L S D. Marcus Cook. Yeah. Who's that? Marcus Cook. Marcus Played Cook. with them. And he's gone, but we're still here. And here it is. So take it away, Howard. What we got? I think we're starting with "Joy to the World" with by Aretha Franklin.
Aretha bringing joy. This is what the world needs. Needs some joy. And we need more amazing female vocalists like Aretha Franklin and like Felicia Fugate, who's back. Hi, Felicia. Felicia. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome back, friend. Welcome back. You said, yeah, thanks, man. I was gone for like a month. Jam and, well, along with Felicia, with go them. for it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. He looked into my eyes, and I had to walk away. I thought I had got some kind of prize But those words he had to say weren't worth my time Oh, it wasn't worth my time Say out here, time is my name, but I'm too sweet they spit that bitterness away I keep my flame burns bright I came too far I came too far So out here it's raw but we ain't salty Spend so much time saying I'm wrong how could I be Opening the doors, I've been here before. My mind is going straight, and I want to get it. Contemplated ending everything and turning off the lights, but I found the spark inside. We out, we out of time. Of time following these stars so bright. Some kind of, some kind of, there's gotta be a better way. Some kind of, some kind of, there's gotta be a better way. Someday, someday, the day you will be. I know how to play, yeah. So we stay spaceship, I know how to get by this life we're surviving in. Coming so close, hold my hand, I will always be your friend. I've been on my Amy, leaning to the left, but everything I've lost, my gift I have kept. 
It's too raw out here, we ain't salty. They try to put up, up against the wall. Tell us we're wrong, but how can we be faulty? My fear kept me from saying what I mean. Cause when you believe what I believe, and when you've seen what I've seen, you know nobody can take your life. All of us came to fight, that's why we're here together, tied with ribbon in a world. sister for who you are and what you do we're so glad to have you back in the mix yeah, and now hey max max yeah what's up david let's it right to you i know you got a special piece that you're going to put out right now yeah they're working it out they're working it out they say you know what dave this is kind of like our, our traditional house jam we haven't had a house jam like this in a while well, the beginning of a new season let's be doing it yeah, the turning of the tide, turning of the year. Solstice coming up. Solstice. Solstice coming up. And then we'll be back on, I guess we'll be back on the 18th. 
Uh, whatever next Friday is. Yeah, it's the 18th. Is that the 18th? And while they're getting ready, let me see if uh, it's It is the 18th. Okay. I'll, I'll talk more about it. I think uh, uh, I think I, I said they're uh, I could do it if you don't want to, but I don't know. Uh, Roach okay. is going to call, call next week. But as, uh, as you know, I was in, uh, I was in uh, Washington, D.C. I know. We haven't even talked about that, Dave. Well, to be continued about it, we met it. Uh, this is what came out of the uh, to, uh, to be continued Lakota Rainbow Alliance that happened in the Black Hills, the Black Hills of South Dakota that the Lakota people call the, the heart of all things, the heart of everything. And out of it came this alliance. And we, speak, we spoke about, about getting together to work on getting our brother Leonard Peltier, who's been in jail for 40 years after whatever happened there in the jumping horse camp way back then. A couple of people were tried and acquitted, but he had to take the fall, 40 years in prison. I got a chance to talk to him. He called us. We were in our camp there in Greenbelt, and I reminded him. We passed the phone around. Hey, Leonard, he'd just gotten out of... Uh, of, he's in a maximum security penitentiary. He's 72 years old in Florida. I didn't even know there's a federal maximum max there, but oh, there yeah. is. Oh, yeah. And uh, he got out and he called us, and we passed the phone around, <laughs> yeah. and I talked about how this alliance began to him. He said, I remember that. I remember it so well. That was so good at the rainbow when they, when this uh, uncle and his nephew from the American Indian Movement from the Pine Ridge Reservation came down, all the way down to our gathering in the Ozarks with a letter from Leonard Peltier that said, Dear Rainbow family, we need your help. I'm coming up for appeal, which he lost in the um, federal courthouse in, in St. Louis. Could you help us get a camp? For the, because uh, I hear you guys can do that. For the, for the elders and the dog soldiers who are coming in to, to PECA to protest, to make, it a, to make themselves known there in St. Louis. And, and, uh, um, and uh, um, Garrick Beck, the son of uh, of uh, of, uh, of the back uh, 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 so you take that. That sounds like a project for you. And I did. We went around to the various circles, and we took a caravan in from the Ozarks to St. Louis. And to make a long story short, we got uh, an interesting long story short. We uh, we dropped in in front of the city hall. The mayor came out, and I said we need a camp. And he said, well, how, for how long? I said, three months. He said, oh, three months. But he, he thought about it, and he gave us a camp. It's called Totem Pole Camp in, uh, in Forest Park in St. Louis for the, for the duration of his appeal. And I talked to that about uh, to Leonard Peltier, and he remembered it well. So the alliance still goes on. Well, let's have the, the story. Uh, can, let's, let's have little episodes of the story throughout the next few weeks. How to, about that, To Dave? be continued. Yeah, to be continued. And also, I'm recommending Patty Smith's new book. Uh, M-Train. Uh, M-Train. Oh, it's so good. And uh, I happen to call, the, I listen early in the morning to NPR, KNYC. That's the NPR. And they have this talk show that's 10 o'clock their time, but 7 o'clock their time in the morning. No, no, this was on WBR Boston. And so they had the favorite books of uh, 2015. And I called in, and I, uh, uh, it's called On Point. It's a really good talk show. Favorite books. I mentioned M Train, and I talked about it a bit, and it's now on the list of their favorite uh, books of 2015. All right, Dave. You and got you get it the in podcast. There. Got it in there. Got it in there. And then, hey, Mac. They're, well, all those, all the, they're all out there getting ready. They've got, oh. there's a jam yeah. afoot. Okay, guys, we're a jam afoot. It's called getting in the groove. I've been busted broke for a really long time, so I just like. <laughs> so uh, I see you all out there uh, getting ready to jam together. Are you all ready? 
Yeah? Uh, all right. I'm turning on your microphones. Okay, the microphone's yeah, so going on. Let the jam continue. Here we go. Yes, right there. Allow me to reintroduce I've been used to. They've been doing me wrong and I feel so right. Tell it how it is, girl. The lights are on. My heart is strong. And I won't let go for nothing. No, I won't let go for nothing. It's my city. Yeah, and I came because I've been dreaming. Dreaming. Staying clean. Me too, girl. While I'm leaning, baby, we yes. are together in this this race. Come with your gift. That's I'll never do. forget what you gave to me. The me love you. inside. You gave me the key. My heart was opened. I was free. And I knew that everything I believed was for the right way. I wish you would have stayed, but all y'all gone. And it won't be long till someone fills your place. My soul is my weapon. And I'm coming for foes at a fast pace. Baby, we've been tripping all this slipping in these streets my feet to the concrete i won't leave i won't leave even though there's no room to grow so we're breaking through the concrete unless you don't know you ain't heard of me allow me to reintroduce what i came to do is not to be shallow hollow Yeah. All of my action, everything I need, will always be given to me. So at full speed I'm coming, from the truth never running. Out here with my dagger, I'm a hunter, see me coming. Best believe the blood bled, 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 the blood shed will not be mine. So give me a beat, baby, and I'll give you a melody. Trying to make a million plus without committing felonies. Oh, it's fucking hard out here, but I, I, I will hold you near. No matter what the weather is, I will never let go of you. I believe in you, it's our heartstrings. Oh, and all the pain money brings, but we know that we need it. We ain't greedy, we ain't greedy. I said, so you give me the beat, man. I give you a melody. Trying to make it all back that we've lost without hurting nobody, no felonies. It's cold, but, but this fire keeps me warm. I don't know, I can go for like ever. So I'm Felicia, and I come to Diamond Dave show all the time. And I really, really think everybody should come all the time. Yeah.
because we need a big band. Let me see some horns, y'all. Out here trying to tell us we ain't worth it, baby, you're worth it, I know. All their hexes and curses won't make us any worse off, cause we protected. Never forget it, never forget it. As I speak it, it is, it will be. And I, 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 I believe. Sorry, I could go forever. We didn't, so no, it's just like, I so I really would appreciate it though. Like seriously, how many people listen to this show? Thousands. Thousands? Thousands of okay, people so listen to the show. Calm down here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Calm down here. I know. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida streets in the Mission District, folks. Come down and join us. Mac's going to do a couple songs. Hey, Felicia, you're amazing. Blowing, blowing my mind. Yeah, I'm not, not going to bother with that, actually. No. We'll do this. Solstice show on the 18th. And and then the next year will be the next show we do after that will be next year. Are you guys doing it on the 22nd? Yeah, but we're doing it next week. That's the closest. My birthday is the 22nd. Okay, and it's also going to be Felicia's birthday, her B day. Let's do hey, that. You hey, do bring what you your need friends here. It could be the You're open welcome, mic. Right here. No, on the 18th. Pre-party. Okay. Bring your friends. That's what we'll do. It's Felicia's birthday. Hey, you want to hear any more about what you just heard with that voice? And she's making that stuff up extemporaneously. It's just coming off the top of her head and from the bottom of her heart. And uh, and that's just amazing. Like, wow. I'm, I call her the Janice Joplin of today. But much more. Janice Joplin had a few songs that she learned in various places that she put her own distinct personality to. But with Felicia, we it's got freestyle and free floating and a spontaneous. She can go on forever, as she said. I know. And original. Some of those lines are just incredible. I love you so, Felicia. I said I, I love you for who you are and what you do. You too. You are such a. And I think I think. And now let's I think okay, Max well, I want is you to hear my brother ready. Max. He's coming on. He's ready. Uh, yeah, we're just about there. Um, hi, Val. How you doing? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm great. Yeah. Nice to see you. Um, how, how's this? Are you getting levels? Yeah. yeah. Good, good to be here. Good. Wow. So everybody leaves on account of me, I guess. Outside the door there, if you could close it, that'd be nice. Thank you. All right. So I'm just gonna do a little instrumental here, and then I'll do another song. This is called the Autumn Song, kind of apropos.
Lovely. Thank you, Dave. Lovely. Now you have a B selection. You have a song about B. All right. So we got one more here. Song about a little friend of mine. This little chihuahua that I know. Ah, here it goes. Jeepers, creepers, oh, Mr. Her Peepers. Well, why do you think you got the biggest balls in town? All the fussing and fighting with all them big dogs you're inciting. If I don't bring you in, you might just be someone's lunch. Jeepers, creepers, oh, Mr. Her Peepers. Gee, all them old folks really love you. They're gonna kiss and hug you. You know they're gonna mug you. You are the focus of a geriatric tug of war. dog I know all day long you sit around like a tiny little king with a phony crown ah why is it you think my lap is your throne Mr. Peepers. What a fun tribute to a Chihuahua. Yeah, he's a great little puppy. So good to see you. Keep coming back for sure. Hilarious. And what's going on with the show here? To begin this new season of Common Thread Collective in a good way, our circle keeps increasing. This keeps happening. And I predict, hey, Val, hey, everybody, it's going to be an amazing year ahead. 
Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you all on the 18th, which is an, our, our last show of, uh, of 2015. Wow, and then yeah. Then we'll reemerge uh, after the solstice 2016. Uh, I think it's January. It's a week from that Friday. Yeah, we we'll got to figure it's that New out. Year's, that's New Year's Day. So yeah, we'll, we yeah we we may do a New Year's Day show. We may well, just do, do that. We do a real sum up. Let's we're gonna do our best to make it happen. But stay in tune, and we'll let you know next week, which will definitely be here. Well, well, how yes. it looks. How's that, Val? Yeah, sounds great. Next Friday, great. come through. It's gonna be. It'll be our solstice show. Our winter solstice show. Beautiful. Take it away, Val. Thanks for being part All of right. this. We're, uh, we're another another cycle ahead. It's true. It's true. Okay, so I'm going to play a tune here. Another one off of uh, the Christmas one of these Christmas album compilations, um, and this is the Bells of San Francisco, played at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> San Francisco, let him ring. Dave, will you hand me those uh, 
Hey, Please, thank you kindly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, folks, I want to say, I mentioned earlier this special piece where YouTube in Paris brought on the end of the, um, the, the death metal eagles, eagles of death metal, who happened to be there when 88 people were just gunned down and killed as they were just enjoying rock and roll. And this was their first time back. They were able to come back and they were brought up by YouTube to play the song, I assume, or anyway, to play the song. I mentioned Patti Smith, and I, and, and yeah, I believe you'll recognize this song. This will be YouTube. This is going to take us out. See you next week on the 18th. It'll be our solstice show. It will also be Felicia's early B-Day show. So come on through. Bring, if everybody brings what they have to bring, nobody's going to go without. Food for the body, mind, and spirit. Here it away. So, Val, thanks for all you do. Take it away. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, before we play the, the, the track where you two played with Eagles of Death Metal, of course, they were the, the band that was playing during the Paris attacks when they went into the Stade de France and uh, the gun, gun, gunmen went in and, and, and ruthlessly killed people at the, at the show. And, uh, yeah, the horrendous, horrendous uh, the acts of inhumanity um so I w before we, we play that i want to read uh, a little poem i wrote i think i read it on the show last time in response to that um and then i want to read something more uplifting and they're both relatively short and then we'll play the song and that'll be the wrap-up for our show today it's december 11th thanks so much for tuning in listening being a part and like felicia said earlier come on down here where are you people we're here at 21st in florida uh, streets right here in the Mission District. So, <clears throat> in response to what happened in Paris, this is a poem I wrote. How many layers of revenge will warm the world from the chill of war, from the affront to ego, from the burden of reaction? How many moon rises will be ignored as fearful heads block out the coming of night, needing to hide or seek shelter? How many bombs and bullets must be manufactured before the bottom line is satisfied? How many manipulated minds will go on believing lies without suspicion that some other position might be attained or that the spilling of ammunition can bring any gain? And uh, so that was the first poem there. And uh, oh, you want to play? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Um, and actually, uh, um, earlier today on Women's Magazine, December twelfth here, uh, December eleventh here today, I spoke to a woman who was volunteering recently on the island of Lesbos in Greece uh, with the Syrians and, and Iraqi and Afghani refugees who are fleeing their war-torn countries um, and, and other countries as well, um, and then going through um, this port. Um, and she she had a lot to talk about with about what's happening on the ground with with the Syrians, not just the Syrians, but people who are running uh, for their lives and looking for a new life and the the conditions that they find themselves in. Um, so hopefully we can we can uh, take note and uh, try to help these people and uh, steer our policies and pol politicians away from uh, the the deep pockets of the war machine. So here's another poem. I have not read this one out loud. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't take much, but
but to see where the land splits to become a sea, to perceive a broadening of blue horizons, to feel that we have everything we need, the courage of calm, a welcoming to what comes, a forgiveness of our own emotional confusion, all that busyness of decisions and the guise of control. No matter how fast the clouds pass or how many moments we are from asking the next questions, an opening of our daily eyes to the blue is a digestive medicine begetting all healing. Healing is what we're about, Val. That coming together is what it's about. Putting forth this positive message of peace, love, and understanding is what it's about. We're brought together for that reason. And that reason is that we love one another. Brought together for that reason, and that reason is that we heal one another. Brought together for a reason, and that reason is we complete one another. Brought together for a reason, and that reason is we complement one another. Like what? Yin and yang, left and right, up and down, old and young, Man and woman, rock, rock and, and roll. roll. And there we are. We're about to wrap it up. Take it away, Val. All right. So here's you two playing with the Eagles of Death Metal uh, in Paris, singing the Patti Smith song, People Have the Power. You get the power, people. That's what we're talking about.
Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. 
Listen in Fridays at noon at Mutiny Radio. Romans also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip, and beat and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. Invest in the future of your community, MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.MutinyRadio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience-friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at MutinyRadio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. 
I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation, or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Yeah, you know. Well, I think weddings used to be, that was one of the ways, you know, people didn't get together as often. And, uh, you know, if you're all in these neighboring farms and there's a wedding, that's when you get to see, you know, Jenny across the the farm, the suitor, yeah, and maybe you guys can dance or something. Like get some pie. Get some, yeah, some punch and pie together. I mean, I think that was one of, there. it's such, weddings are so ingrained in our culture. And, you know, the question is, what is it about us as humans? And we know that life is impermanence. Humanity is impermanent. All of us die and all that. But that we, we, I'm going to say force ourselves. We choose to engage in contracts of permanence in an impermanent space and then and then we put weird expectations on it through like tv a lot of people say that monogamy is totally impossible it is impossible (laughs) i i I just have to say that well okay i'm gonna agree with it in this way that i no person can ever be truly monogamous because i've had sex with lots of different people in my life so i am i've already broken the monogamous thing i've not been 
you know, if you say there's monogamy in your relationship, I think that you can make a contract with each other and say, you know, this is what's happening. And then even when people have open relationships, as long as it's open communication, I just, the thing is that I would want to have the conversation with my boyfriend if he was like, I want to sleep with someone else. I'd be like, what? What can I do? What can, how can we work on this together that I so, because I would be, I'm such a jealous person. I would have such a huge problem. I've actually thought about bringing that up to my boyfriend. I, I've actually, because, you know, even in past relationships, and I can see this if I do get married, you know, rather than just be the asshole that cheats, oh, which I've done that before. Um, I rather you just open the lines of communication because I don't believe there's a hundred percent of no, no one's a hundred percent monogamous, especially if you've been married for a very long time. You hear people that have been married for 40, 50 years, even my grandparents, they were married for 60 years. My granddad was probably stepping out a little bit back in his heyday. You know, they were married very young, uh, in the 1930s, wow. late thirties. And you know. My granddad was like, he was kind of a stunner. He had his own business and what have you. And, you know, and, and, but that was kind of the norm then. Of course it was. You know. Well, there was lots of women in the 30s and 40s. Um, they were girlfriends. Like, and sure. that was like looked down upon or whatever because you're not getting married. You're the mistress. But that right. was a real thing. That was a, it was a very real thing. I mean, and if you're a woman who maybe isn't as educated or hasn't had the opportunities, okay. and you're trying to take care of yourself because you're not married. We just had our special and friend, the library lady, down the mistress for a while. I mean, coming, that was a thing. It's I would still, have been a mistress. Special it's event, uh, I'm sure Saturday, that I would. December I'm sure I would, too. I don't think it's I'm classy enough here. to be the wife. <laughs> because That's well, tomorrow. With the wife, there's, especially in that time period, there were certain expectations that were put upon you that this was the role that Fulfill. A well-known and I wonder even he's not how in many the neighborhood people anymore, say, nah, people aren't like that, there weren't worlds, but... He's passed? I, yeah, there I think they're, yeah. Not yet. I, I think that's bullshit. I honestly think that marriage pass. is a he business contract. I, think he will <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, yes, there's love, yes, but there are people who have been together for a very long time who aren't married, who are in love. I think marriage in some ways is a, it's a business contract, which means if you guys, everything is joint, you are one. So, let's just, let's, I'm just keeping it real. Love comes sometimes really second to the business part, meaning the fact of financial reasons. And then we have a bunch of Vargas as well. And the library, look at that beautiful library. It's 100 years old as well. Is that right? That's right. It was built in 1915 by the Carnegie Grants. We have many Carnegie libraries, and this is one of them. They're those beautiful old brick buildings with lots of arches like you would see at Sunset or Richmond or Park Branch, one of our very old libraries as well. And I think uh, I told you my daughter, uh, my daughter uh, Candace Grace Vasquez is a branch manager of the Pacific Branch. She's got her master's degree in library and she's been there. And she's the branch manager of the Pacific Branch of the Brooklyn Public Library. And it'd be a Carnegie Library. It's the one that's built like an octagon, kind of. And the books are upstairs. You go up the stairs, and then there's a balcony going all the way around. You know that style? I and do. then you can look down and see all the people sitting at their desks and sitting at their tables doing what they do. In this case, uh, this case, working on their laptops or whatever. And you're up there, and you look down. And that's the Pacific Branch, the Brooklyn Public Library. So if there are any listeners, 
out there in Brooklyn, out there in New York City, out there in the East Coast. Drop in Pacific Branch. I don't know if she works at weekend, what day she works on the weekend. But anyway, her name is Candace Grace. And go in and say, your dad sent us. <laughs> and that's a, that's a Carnegie Library right off Port Green, uh, Port Green in Brooklyn. So we have these connections. So this is going to be going on all day. That's right. And at 10.15, well, around 10.15, our neighborhood Aztec dance troupe will drop in and say a prayer, and the library will last another hundred years. Wow. wow. Another decade. That's another so cool. century. That is amazing. A blessing. Wow. A blessing right. for that. And then a whole day. So, so that's starting A whole day. We have got art six. and poetry on the wall. We've got dancing, music cookies from the neighborhood bakeries. And this is a project you've had a great deal to do with. Well, our branch manager, Maricela, is from the neighborhood. Oh, beautiful. And, um, so it is her brainchild. We're just the volunteers helping along because um, the neighborhood, we just want to keep the history and help it continue. So oh, sure. all of us are yeah. just doing what we do every day. And you're having uh, things for, there's a um, pinata, pinatas for kids. There's a prize, me, prize wheel, button making, stylized lettering for teens. There'll be some snacks. Scavenger hunt uh, and some candy. Oh, nice. Papel picado. I know I have a terrible Spanish accent. <laughs> but those little, those beautiful little handmade pa papers. That's right. Um, that, that fly Papel like flags. Papel picado. Um, oh, yes. And the neighborhood history lecture with Roberto Hernandez. And I already mentioned the poet laureate, who's very much of the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. He helped organize the Mission Cultural Center, and he can be spotted at oh, Alley that. Cat Books most nights. Wow, this looks like such a great so day's worth of. So this is the Mission Branch Centen Mission Branch Library Centennial Celebration, 100 years, and standing proud. And uh, this, that's tomorrow, 300 Bartlett Street at 24th Street, 24th and Bartlett. Uh, Bartlett's between Mission and Valencia. Uh, oh, you, you missed my birthday party, 78. I did. I was so sad. Oh, it was sad. wonderful. I was so sad. It was I wonderful. And the best place for a B-Day party, if you've been around for a while, is the uh, is Adobe Bookstore. Because uh, uh, have you, you've been to Adobe. Adobe is one of our great neighborhood bookstores. Oh, you just walk right off. 16th down here to 24th. And our poet laureate is always reminding me, 24th Street is now the center of San Francisco literature. The stroll, I call Modern it. Modern Times, Adobe Books, Alley Cat. Cat Books, and the small press stores. There are two or three of them now. And Galleria Stop de la Rosa. Galleria the de la Rosa. Luz de Luna, a beautiful gift shop that I can't resist every time I walk by. In the, in the 50s, on the, uh, Grant Avenue, the Beat Generation was my stroll. In the 50s, 1957, bike messenger by day, beatnik by day and night. It was 1957, and I was in seventh heaven, a nonlinear dart on the urban checkerboard. In the 60s, I turned 30 on that street that some called love, others called hate street. It ended in summer, they called the summer of love, 1967. And now at 78, my stroll is that very stroll you said, the lower, lower 24th Street cultural corridor, corridor, and also take a look at the newspaper. 
and I'll stroll down and uh, pop in and spoke to the people, and they all say, Diamond Dave, and I say, what's going on? So that'd be my stroll these days. Oh, that's wonderful, Dave. Come and see your picture on the wall tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow for sure. I'll Thank stop you in. Guys. Thank you, sister. Keep coming back. I thought maybe, oh, I didn't, but I thought it was uh, to be continued. Look at that that's smile. Good. You're looking so beautiful. So are you, both of you. I'm oh, just well. glad we're all still that's all right. Thank you for coming coming through. What a great celebration that should be. So if you're here in the Mission District, check on out. Go down to 300 Bartlett Street. That's at the corner of Bartlett and 24th, right there between Mission and Valencia at the 100-year-old uh, Carnegie-granted uh, library here in the Mission District of San Francisco, Mission Branch Library. All right, folks. Again, once again, what we were saying, Val, that this is the kind of thing we're here to do. And if, I'd, if we weren't doing it, who would, you know? And that's because we're, we're hooked up, we're connected in, we're part of this whole what's happening here, and no doubt it's going to be a great year ahead, Val. I feel it too, Dave. Last year I wrote my Renaissance poem for 2015, and I think we're just going to keep carrying on that theme, just that continual rebirth. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Mammals like to Perfect. do things, go outside, and play with other mammals. Right. You know. But that, but that's the thing is that you get back. It gets back to the contract thing. That it just means that your finances and your life are tied together in multiple ways. Right. But your sexuality is another part of your life that sometimes you have to address. Right. So, Absolutely. and if you can address it with your current partner in a nice, healthy way, that's great too. I mean, my first husband wouldn't let me use dildos because he was um, really, really self-conscious. And I didn't know at the time, because he was like the only person I'd slept with, I thought he had a huge penis. Also, he was black, so people always <laughs> said to me, oh, he's got a huge dick, doesn't he? And I'd be like, yeah, totally. <laughs> but because I'd never had anything else, I didn't know. Right. And then I never had any sex toys because it made him very uncomfortable and I, I didn't realize why until wow. years later I was like, oh, perspective. But but that's something that's too, too, it's terrible that we didn't get to talk about that in an open and honest way and be like, hey, you know, I don't have the most enormous penis. Right, and then it's just like, well, I would like to please myself, but you can get involved too. There, right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, bring on that you can use the, um, my boyfriend Jonathan he does not have a problem with Floyd <laughs> Floyd is pink it's pink Floyd pink Floyd and he doesn't have a problem with it and so I, I think that's fair too and it's fun it's hard to do yourself it's better if someone else does it absolutely I agree here here I, yeah. I can't be in a relationship with anyone that is going to tell me what I can't play with you know and I don't I don't think that's fair because sometimes you need a little help and it's exciting too I remember though there was a point in time I would say like maybe 10 15 years ago well I was still a virgin 15 years ago never mind but a while back men would get threatened like you were talking about your ex-husband by having a a dildo like it's competition and like no it's not competition yeah no it's a collaborative effort it's it's Duracell yeah <laughs> it's Duracell I mean, but I think, you know, I think more and more, especially our generation, we're having the conversation, especially in, you know, who are people who are married. You're seeing more and more people who are married, who are having open marriages and what's the uh, one, polyamory? Polyamory. Oh I can my never goodness. pronounce it, polyamory. That, is, that 
whole concept. I don't know about that one. I don't, I don't, um... I question. I question too, but I, I, I mean, if people are into it and they can handle it, I am not psychologically strong enough to be polyamorous. Like, I can't divorce my, my own, like, and people say, well, jealousy is just a terrible thing and it gets in the way of everything, and, but... Man, I feel that jealousy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, and oh, well, jealousy is just an indication for something else that's wrong. I say, but I'm like, well, then I, want, I don't want to feel the jealousy. Let's, let, let's do things to not feel that way. It, it sounds really nice. And I'm not, a, the thing is, I'm not a jealous person. Actually, it would turn me on. But I'm just, in my mind, I'm like, how long would I be able to do that for? You know, would I be able to do something like that, you know, for a lifetime or what have you? Or would I start to feel like a little bit of jealousy because that person is spending more time with the other one right. rather than me? And, and that stuff is going to happen. You're going to start triggering these thoughts like, well, I think he like, loves her more than me and so on, and, and it, which is different from an open relationship, right. you know? So, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm down with it. Kudos to those people who do it. I, and again, I feel like I'm not psychologically strong enough. I, I just... And that's the honest truth. I like that honesty, too, because some people just jump in because it's just like, hey, I can have... Hey, yeah, Ooh, what's a the party. Ball. I get to have sex with all kinds of people. But then once you're in... I mean, that's the question, too. Are you able as a person to, to have a healthy relationship with another person and to share things with them and to be honest and to all of that kind of stuff? Which is... I mean... Who knows when people are, I mean, you think that you know when people are real and being honest and authentic, but maybe we don't. I, I don't people change, like you say, yeah. you know, people change, you know, and you know, the person you marry, you know, could be a different person in the next five years. Yeah. You know? They change their job, they change their work circle, they change, I mean, Four years ago, I, or five years ago, I wasn't a comedian. If I'd been, <laughs> that would be, that would probably drive a, a, a significant other away. Uh, you don't drive away from us. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals, the best tink in the biz. Drive immediately to your local dispensary and ask for it by name. If they don't have it, go to TryAlta.com. And uh, if you have your medical recommendation from your doctor and they prescribe you medical tinctures, you can get two weeks for free. So check it out on tryalta.com and see all amazing six tinctures that um, saving our lives through medical cannabis. Absolutely. Uh, so you're listening to the AltaCast. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Win. Today we are talking about marriages and weddings and all that stuff. And gay people. Gay people who are bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> bringing it, it back. The love. The, uh, there's actually, I have actually been to a lesbian wedding too, and I actually felt like this is really authentic. Not saying that none of my other like friends' weddings have been. Authentic. I have been to so many inauthentic weddings. I've been like you said, the cookie cutter ones, where it's like, here's the way the flowers look, and they look just like Martha Stewart's wedding, <laughs> wearing the dress of the season. And, you know, it's, those are the ones I really get drunk at. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. I mean, and eat up all their shrimp. Oh, I love the shrimp. Love the shrimp. I do. I, I mean, I do. I love weddings for the food. I'm the jerk too. that takes a takes a napkin and tries to take shrimp home in yes. my pocket. Ditto. Yeah. Because they're just going to toss it. Just going to toss it. Just going to toss the shrimp. Like I, I will take a doggy bag. Yeah. 
Like, they paid for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to recycle it. I'm going to recycle it, yeah, <laughs> right through my recycle tushy. I, I, some of the weddings that I've been to have the ones who spent like thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, on 30, their wedding. $30,000 is the average of what people spend on Jesus the wedding. Thirty grand. To me, when you spend that much money on the wedding, you're setting yourself up for divorce. <laughs> I always see that. And even with people I've, you know, came in contact with in the past who have had lavish weddings, their marriage did not work. Right. I always feel like sometimes it's really big, you know, over budget weddings like that is a jinx. Definitely. I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do it. I love big parties though. I no, love I love big, big parties. Involved parties, but I don't Man. believe in spending 50 G's or 100 mm -hmm. G's on a damn wedding. I totally agree with that. I mean, you could do a $10,000 budget. I think that, I don't know how much, they, I think maybe they, they spent maybe between six and eight on this wedding. It was, but it was amazing. That's and reasonable. It's so, yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, that's so much money. Um, I, I don't know who would have, I'd have, I'd, anyways, we've got some uh, w wedding music here, guys. <laughs> The worst wedding song ever. We have, oh, let's, uh, we're, uh, we're talking about weddings today here on the AltaCast. It's the third one, it's perfect. And uh, thanks for joining us, you guys. We're gonna listen to some bad wedding music and we'll be back uh, with some facts about wedding and divorce and all that kind of stuff. Do you wanna do it? Everyone seems to want to do it, right? I'm a princess. No, I'm a fairy. No, I'm a, I'm Opa, a wife. I'm a bride. Mazel tov. Jump the broom. Yeah. Hey, we jumped the broom at my wedding because it was the nice. black thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It, we did everything. We did like a Native American chant. My brother nice. read some. My brother read some terrible Bible verse about fruit falling from the vine and withering and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, let's smoke it. Smoke the withered fruit. Can we do that? At my wedding, guy? You seriously? You break out the... It was, it was something about, like, yeah, it was like the withering. It wasn't even... I mean, I would have preferred more like the, the birds do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet the Heavenly Father takes care of them. Man, say I'm a bird, not a raisin. Wait, first of all, when you were talking about the fruit and the vine, I kept... I, in my mind, I kept thinking strange fruit. Oh, I God. I holiday. Wow. Yeah, there's strange fruit drying from the trees. Alex, like this way. can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number four, AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer. 
Japan. Listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. 